0: Welcome to Episode 4 of The Bait Shack. Coming to you live from Magnolia Drive from Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia. On tonight's episode, we will break down Bryson's driving distance. Will Tiger go back to back? Hold on, wait a second. This isn't this isn't the right script. Uh, while we pay respects to the Masters this weekend, this is The Bait Shack. Howdy.
1: Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by Hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Land Shark Lounge on Lake Sardis, so grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast.
0: We're here to talk Ole Miss football, and we'll let Desmond, Kirk, Chris, and Lee cover the Masters for us. Last episode, we kept it shorter but touched on who we'd like to see as a first guest. If you have any suggestions, drop us a tip on Twitter or Instagram at TheBaitShack underscore or call in to 662-314-6533. Again, that number is 662-314-6533. Tonight, we're talking Cox as South Carolina comes to the bot. We've got a couple new anglers on the cast as we welcome Chandler and Randy. We've got some recruiting updates in our Cookin' with Chef segment. We'll then reach into the tout box for this weekend's freshwater locks. And we'll go ahead and close out with everybody's favorites, the fresh bait voicemails. Episode four is being recorded on Veterans Day. So we'd like to wish a happy belated Veterans Day, especially to the veterans who tune in. And a big thank you to you all for your service to our country. On that note, this weekend's game is our military appreciation game. And we'd like to welcome first time angler, Randy Morgan, to discuss our patriotic theme uniform combo this weekend. Randy, welcome to the Bait Shack.
2: Thanks for having me guys. So I know everyone knows today's Veterans Day, the day we're recording. So it's Veterans Day weekend for the Ole Miss football team and traditionally for the past three years we have worn a Veterans Day sticker on the helmet. Uh, It's been an Ole Miss logo with an American flag uh, in post inside of it. This year I think the tradition is going to keep the same. Uh, In the past it's been on the navy helmet and it's been on the white helmet I believe that this weekend we're going to see it on the powder blue helmet. We're going to see a powder blue helmet with the Ole Miss American flag logo, a powder blue uniform, and white pants this weekend as the Revs try and go over 500 against South Carolina. And they try and stay over 500 wearing the American flag uniform. That would be huge. And at the same time, we're also right now 8-8 eight and eight against South
0: Carolina. So we've got a lot riding on this one. Loss puts us in you know under 500 territory against them and basically 500 territory in the American themed flag. Uh, helmet so hopefully we get that that W. Um, so with that said let's let's talk Cox. Uh, Soren you have anything you're looking forward to this weekend?
3: So I really think that this weekend this game in particular is, go, is going to be a must-win game for us let me tell you why. You know playing against Vandy I, I will be the first one to admit that they aren't the uh, the most talented team in the world Keep in mind, they are an SEC opponent, but it doesn't really prove a whole lot to me knowing that Vandy's defense is absolute trash. Um, I think it was a good warm-up game going into a bye week to kind of rest a little bit to come and actually have a true challenge, which will be South Carolina. So I'm ex- I'm fully expecting to see um, the ball fed to Elijah and, uh, and Kenny also both. I'm hoping to see a little bit more distribution uh, between our wide receivers, maybe see Dontario um, and a few others, maybe Braylon a little bit. I don't know. But uh, that's what I want to see this weekend personally.
0: Awesome. And with that said, uh, I'd also like to welcome another first-time angler, uh, Chandler. You have uh, thoughts on this weekend's game?
4: All right. I'm going to touch on what Soren said. Uh, this 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 is a must win. I mean, if we want to win this, I, I don't see us beating A&M next weekend. Uh, this game would probably have us going five and five if we play our cards right, and i i like the i like the ribs in this one, um, definitely to cover the spread as well. Um, I like the the matchup with Elijah and J.C. Horn. Uh, and I, I saw a mock draft a few weeks ago that had him going in the first round of the mock draft, so I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, uh,
0: and with that said, the spread is Ole Miss by eleven. So, I mean. It's gonna be it's gonna to be tough, but I think I think we definitely can hopefully pull that off if our defense can you know remotely show up a little bit. Uh, with that said, Kyle, uh, I'm gonna to turn to you next, uh, basically because at the end of the day, uh, we've heard some rumors that your brother may or may not be an inside or maybe working an inside job on us. Considering prior to him going to South Carolina, we held the series eight to five, and now we're eight and eight after those last three matchups. So uh, care to de- defend his honor?
5: Um, not at all. It's a, it's an unfortunate sequence of events. He has been present at two of those losses. And um, I will say he came in 2018. And it's the only South Carolina fan I know that's been to both tailgates. He said, hands down, Ole Miss is better. So we at least won that that day. Um, but going into the game this weekend, looking at a few things here, um, the quarterback situation is a complete toss-up. Colin Hill got pulled last week. After a horrendous day, I think he had 66 yards. Holinsky and him have apparently been splitting snaps this week. Um, they've kind of split it into thirds, but mostly it's been going to Holinsky and Hill. They've got a package for the third-string quarterback, Luke Doty, who was the number one-ranked quarterback out of South Carolina. They're real big on him. But Muschamp said that he doesn't expect him to play. Um, he hinted at it anyway. So we'll prob- I think we're going to see Helensky. He was proven last year. He played half the season on a bum knee. Um Outside of that, they kind of have the same problem on – I don't know if it's a problem. I kind of think it is, but the same kind of problem on offense where they have one guy they throw to. Uh, Shai Smith has 43 receptions. The next guy is their tight end with 15, kind of like we have with Elijah and yuboa So um, I think our defense should kind of stand up pretty well against them. Um, they have a terrible rushing defense. I think we can take advantage of that. So I like our odds. I, I think this, kind of like Chandler was saying, this is a must win. This is a game we should win. Um, it's it's definitely something that we, we should be three and four going into next week. I think
6: it's definitely doable, um, Forrest. Uh, welcome back to the pod. Uh, and I like to see Ole Miss hang fifty on them, of course, but I don't know. I think South Carolina always shows up and plays way better than everybody thinks they will. I mean, last year, you know, they lost, or they uh, they beat Georgia. So I always think that South Carolina plays way better than a lot of people expect for them, too. Cody?
7: Yeah, I, I'd like to see us feed the ball to Mingo a little bit, spread the ball around. We're not going to be able to get it to Elijah as much as we'd like to because J.C. Horn, I feel like he's, gonna, he's probably going to be guarding Elijah. So I hope to spread the ball around a little more, get the ball to Ely and Snoop a lot, and hope to see our defense play well and get a big win. Uh, hopefully drop sixty on them. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I definitely think we cover that eleven point spread.
1: Read, um, like we've mentioned, um, you know, South Carolina is a very defeated team right now. If they're essentially, in a sense, tanking, but the matchup between JC and Elijah is going to be one of the best matchups of the season. So we're definitely have to spread the ball around more. I'm looking at Kenny to get more touches, but I'll just buy two TDs. Not a close game, really. I think they scored garbage garbage time TD. They were going to see a lot of Plumley as well. And with
0: that said, I would also like to send a special congratulations to Kenny Yeboah on being accepted into the Reese's Senior Bowl. And also Royce Newman being also uh, accepted to the Reese's Senior Bowl. All
8: right, Scotty. What are your thoughts on this weekend's matchup? So the past two games, South Carolina has been giving up an average of 50 points on defense. Uh, There's a lot of rumors, too, that Will Muschamp might be out after the season, so that also kind of creates a, uh, a divide and kind of a depression within the team. So I think, honestly, we can end up scoring 50-plus this game. Uh, I think their their offense shows signs every once in a while that they can compete. But the past two games, that's been awful. They only scored 24 on LSU, which their defense is horrible. They have transfers all over the, the secondary. And then uh, Texas A&M only scored three points. So, you know, I really think that uh, – Fifty plus is coming for Ole Miss. I couldn't see them even getting thirty on us, and uh, I think we'll get a big dub over USC Junior.
0: With that said, um, could this actually be the worst offensive team we're playing this year?
8: Uh, Vandy, Vandy's got to be the worst. Vandy, you know they at least competed and won against Auburn. South Carolina did, but I, Vandy is by far the worst team we've ever played on every single aspect. But South Carolina is definitely the second worst. No, no doubt. This is this is just one step above Vandy. How they've been playing right now.
5: Kyle? Well, don't forget we have Mississippi State in there, too. It's no knock just because I'm an Ole Miss fan. They legitimately have one of the worst offenses. I think they're averaging like 220 a game. They have a negative net for the rush yards per game. And so.
7: 21, 21 rushing yards a game.
5: No, My it's, less, it's negative. Or is it 21?
7: It's 21. I'm
5: it's just thinking 21. the last few games they've had negative. Okay.
0: Last last game, uh, Cody did bring in that stat uh, in last episode was they had negative 21 rushing yards during last week's game against Vanderbilt. Yeah. And then on the season they have twenty one or they're averaging, I believe, twenty-one total yards for the season, which is the actually the only SEC team of the fourteen that is under a hundred yards rushing. With that said, James, your thoughts on this weekend's game?
9: I look for Mingo to have a good game and uh yeah. Uh, if they don't if he does not step it up this week, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what to say about him at this point. But uh uh Colin Hill I, I do not understand why he's been starting all year, you know, because Ryan Holinski was like lights out last year. I don't know. I kind of think that they need to can Muschamp and hire that dude from Coastal Carolina. Okay,
0: Kyle, do you have any thoughts on the uh,
5: quarterback? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but right there. I can't say for sure why exactly they have Colin Hill in there. Um, Hollinsky last year did do pretty well. The one thing to note is that the – their quarterback ratings are—they're very similar. They're hardly even different. Um, Muschamp did say he's looking for a guy that with a little bit of better completion percentage, something, someone's a little more consistent. Um, Colin Hill hasn't brought that. I mean, he had a pass percentage—I think completion percentage—of like thirty-eight last week. He's got five touchdowns, five interceptions. He's just not getting it done. So we'll see what he decides to do this weekend. All right. um, and Randy, your thoughts on this weekend's matchup?
2: Uh, I expect a, a win. I expect Ole Miss to probably win by 10. I think South Carolina covers the spread, but I think the Rebels get the win at the end of the day. I just expect, I don't know, I expect some offense, but I don't expect like 50 to 40 or anything.
0: Look at that. Um, anybody else with any uh, last thoughts on this weekend's matchup?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah on Chandler? The all- uh, well, on, uh, Chandler? I will say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Colin Hill did play for Colorado State last year with Mike Bobo, right, who's now the OC at South Carolina. So I'm thinking that might have some of the reason that they've been so patient with Colin Hill. I don't know if Mike Bobo's whispering in Muschamp's ear that, you, hey, trust me, just keep playing this guy. I don't think – it's not working out. And, uh, you know, like Kyle said, I think we will see skill on Saturday.
0: And, Reed, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I
4: was going to touch on um, – Colin, there's,
1: I've heard personally that uh, Helenski cannot get the playbook down. And Bobo came from Colorado State and so did Hill. So Hill's the only one who really knows the playbook. And they moved who I think they should use more, DeCarion Joyner, to receiver. So he's somebody to look out for on their offense as well. I think we might see a little bit of him. He was a former Elite 11 QB, but he's no longer a quarterback. But Colin Hill... I mean, it was doomed from the start. The kid tore his ACL three times in the Mountain West and got thrown directly into SEC competition. So I don't know exactly what they were thinking with that, but they're doing the best they can. They can at this point. So, like I said, I saw have us by two TDs. I think we might see a lot of things on offense we haven't seen all season, just because they're they're down bad. Like they're the definition of down bad right now. So I think we see maybe some new plays that we haven't seen all season.
0: Yeah. And with that said, uh, this segment has been brought to you by travel and leisure, which is ranked Charleston, uh, the number one travel destination in the United States for eight years in a row. So after this weekend's game, we hope to send the Gamecocks back to Charleston so that they can kick their feet up and enjoy the loss that they just took in Oxford. Uh, with that said too, uh, I'm going to say the rebels probably win. I'm going to go by 17. Um, Let's go actually 34-17. Um hopefully we can, you know, hold them off. I know what 2018 we had, you know, a pretty good first three quarters and then wound up kind of choking it away down there in the the last fourth quarter. Uh so hopefully with Lane, you know, we can go ahead and uh close them out this weekend. Uh, With that said, too, uh, today being Wednesday, uh, as we're recording, uh, we did get a good quote from Lane because uh, at the end of the day, we're also very fortunate that this game is being played uh, due to a lot of COVID-19 postponements around the SEC and around the uh, college football landscape in general. Uh, With that said, Lane did have a quote today that said, uh, I guess injuries are counting in those numbers that people can get out of playing. Kevin said, I don't know. Maybe some people don't want to play. Maybe their season's not going good. So who knows? Um, Is that throwing shade at LSU?
5: Absolutely. That is 100% at LSU, and it should be. I made this joke over the weekend on Saturday to some friends. I was watching Michigan once again get their ass kicked. Um, I was like, man, how long do you think it is before Jim Harbaugh makes up some COVID problems and they just back out of the season basically to save his job? It was a joke at the time, and I think it's definitely happening now with Ed Orgeron. And there are 100 reasons to do it this week. You know Alabama's about to kick their teeth in. I think he's going to try to drop 70 when they do play after those comments last year. And they're 2-3, and three looking at at least two more losses, at the very least two more losses. And I think Ed's a little worried about his seat, the temperature rising on it. Not He's not going to get fired this year or anything, but... It's a bad year for them.
1: Read any thoughts on that? Uh, LSU is definitely ducking Nick Saban. I mean, they can act like they're not, but I, I get it. I-, I do the same. Uh, you have a freshman quarterback. I mean, we witnessed it ourselves. I don't know what we did to Nick Saban, but for a minute, he was just absolutely beating our ass, unprovoked, multiple 60-point games, and... And, oh, after that speech he gave in the locker room last year, I know that game has been circled for the longest. And I, everybody who's not LSU has been waiting for this ass beating all year. I was ready for it. I was like, you know what? I, I hate LSU. I got tired of them dancing last year. I know Nick Saban's tired of it. You know, he literally might be the devil himself. So I was definitely thinking a sixty point win, at least sixty. Everyone put sixty on LSU this year, for sure. Because if they played this week, LSU was starting a punter at QB.
4: (laughs) Not not just any punter. He is actually thirty year old. Yeah, he's
0: actually thirty years old. That's
1: (laughs) thirty. So it was going to get ugly. So Edo, I don't blame you. I see the vision. You did what you had to do.
0: Which then I kind of would have liked to have seen that 30-year-old punter and, and bring back uh, you know, some Chris Winkie or uh, Brandon Whedon-type vibes. Uh, who knows? Maybe a, a veteran punter would have been pretty decent
3: uh, for them this week. Uh, anybody else on the uh, LSU shade? Soren? I will say that uh, their punter did tweet out, quote-unquote, this QB shit easy. <laughs> so... Um I would have liked to have seen that too. And I know he said it was a joke under the tweet the thread, but um just because he said that I would have liked to have seen um what he had to offer to that team. I think that would have been an interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna to actually agree with him there. I would I would actually say that I like the guy throwing a a football at 55 60 yards is actually pretty easy. However, kicking it and getting precise placement, you know, inside the 20 or inside even the 10, that's that's, that's actually a little more
8: difficult in my opinion. If he can do it with his leg, why not his arm, you know? Makes sense.
5: How much longer do we think Ed has in uh, Baton Rouge? It depends on This is the Ed we expected to see, right? Uh, Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come down to basically can he
0: regain some coordinators.
3: That's the exact thing I was going to say. It just depends on if he can get uh, good coordinators back in there. Um, And and to be honest with you, he'll never get another uh, Dave Aranda or – Um, Joe Brady or you know whoever else he had there I I don't think that'll ever happen again I think that was a like everyone was saying last year a flash in the pan I think after that it's I don't I don't see them realistically winning a championship uh, anytime soon
2: Uh, Randy Uh, I think after next year he's done
3: I don't care who he hires a coordinator I'm
2: calling it he's out after 2021 season um, I don't see anybody really getting fired this year, just because it's COVID year. Everyone's kind of got an excuse to use. I think after next year, though, when LSU goes four and eight, yeah, he's out. They're gonna they're, his, their fan base is gonna want to kill him.
0: So basically, he sold his soul last year, and time's up. He's done. The witch's well, crew.
2: He had a golden horseshoe up his ass.
4: Yeah, it it was absolutely the Joe Brady and Joe Burrow show last year. And Dave Aranda, I mean, he had some monsters on defense. But, God, Joe Burrow was unbelievable. And now you have Miles Brennan, who's probably – he's out for the season, I believe. And they're – I mean, they're in shambles. They're done. And like Randy said, they're – Ed's gone next year. Okay.
8: Uh, Scotty. Yeah, him and Gene Chiswick both sold their soul, I think. I think they uh they both were were definitely uh, flashing the pan coaches. He's gonna be the next Gene Chizik for sure. And uh he'll be a great defensive line coach for Ole Miss one day. I think I think is coming back. I think uh I think he'll be recruiting for us very soon and uh he'll be on the payroll. I'm looking forward to it. Well,
0: I've, I was also going to say, you know, maybe you know. Usually, you see these coaches kind of leave, similar to Gene Chiswick and even you know Houston Nutt, and they you know wind up on like CBS Sports Network or you know ABC or ESPN. With that said, could Ed Orgeron actually get a speaking job? Absolutely know. not. Maybe, no, maybe, no, Maybe we'll Absolutely have to. Absolutely uh, not. We'll have to maybe save that for another episode when we have some time. Uh,
8: with that said, we do have. What do, you do think have
6: Ed Orgeron some... does when he? Uh... Gets fired though. You think he opens a bar on Bourbon Street?
8: If if he did have a speaking job, they would literally have to have a translator at the bottom of the screen. Like that would have to. That would have I mean, to they be did a thing. the same thing. thing
6: for Joe Biden. So I was gonna say that.
8: Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we and go. <laughs> we're done.
7: <laughs> I-
0: <laughs> and so with that said, uh we do have some recruiting updates. So let's head to the chef's table for some recruit cooking with Chef.
1: Um yeah, I actually have a couple updates. Um the McCalin Pounders flip is imminent. Could happen any day now, as we expected. But I do have some and just awesome for listeners.
0: sorry, just for our listeners at home, uh Pounders.
1: Uh, he's an offensive lineman from Bahali, Mississippi three star, big guy, Paul's very (laughs) dominant uh they got eliminated from the playoffs now so i think he's gonna focus in and get this flip done but the big one here also pause (laughs) is um a quarterback you know we're not getting luke altmeyer not happening as i said get over it but i think we possibly have found somebody it's a lot of smoke i recently was looking the certain quarterback, I'm not going to say his name just yet, that um, he's been favored a lot of pro Ole Miss stuff. He actually was Matt Corral's backup when he was a freshman at uh, Long Beach Poly. So, And he's currently playing ball in Georgia, kind of gives it away, but it's Jay Garcia, uh, four-star quarterback, 6'2", 200 pounds. He currently plays at Grayson High School favorite a lot of pro Ole Miss stuff. So definitely want to keep your eye out on. And then we have um, defensive tackle uh, Talik Robbins from I'm Hotep, Charter, and Philly, who's committing Sunday, 50-50 battle between us and uh and He's a high three-star, four-star. So we might land a commitment um, Sunday, possibly. I think it depends on what um, another – Four-star, Tonmi say I can't pronounce his last name. He's decided between Florida A and M. So I feel like if Tun say goes to um Florida, that we that A uh, and M lands to league. But if Tun say goes to A uh, and M, we get to league.
0: Right on. And um, with that said, I just gotta you know ask the question: Is there any relation between Jake Garcia and Stephen Garcia?
1: There is not.
0: And with that said, Thank too, God. knowing that he is going or. He's now at Grayson. Do we have any sort of pipeline still left there from the Kimdiches?
1: Uh We do not. Grayson has a whole new staff. They have Coach Carter, who came from Cherokee County. So Coach Khan isn't there anymore. So we have no pipeline left, especially after the Breon Dixon saga. Oh, God. RIP. RIP. Where is he at now?
7: Home. Not Nebraska. <laughs>
9: I think he's at a community college, Kyle.
5: Uh, just one more thing I noticed. The uh, 247 was nice enough to drop our basketball recruits down a few notches so that we dropped out of the top 25. But I think James White's still as good as we thought he was. <clears throat> Ever since he's committed, he's dropped three points, though. I, th- I found that funny.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into uh, potentially maybe uh, everybody's favorite segment. Uh, let's reach into the tout box and grab some freshwater locks for this weekend. We'll go ahead and kick it off in the AAC this weekend with uh, SMU at Tulsa. Uh, we've got Tulsa coming in as a three-point favorite. Um, SMU is number 19, 7-1. Tulsa, only 3-1. and one. Uh, Obviously, had, had some games postponed due to
3: COVID. Soren, let's kick it off. Okay, so my prediction for this game is that SMU is going to cover the spread and upset Tulsa, in my opinion. Um... SMU has been a pretty decent team this year um, and they're ranked too. So just, I know that doesn't really mean much, but coming in there, I mean, you're going to have some more confidence I feel like than Tulsa will. So I think that they'll, they'll upset them. Okay. And Cody.
4: I'm rolling with uh, SMU. Chandler. I'm also going to go SMU. uh, Shane Buchel, former Texas QB. I I, I think he'll have a a pretty good day.
0: And on the Shane Buchel note, his dad is also what? The uh, first or third base coach for the Texas Rangers. So just a little uh, fact for you guys there. Uh, Reed,
5: who got this game?
9: I have SMU. Uh, James? I've got SMU too. All signs pointed to them. Kyle?
5: Yeah, I think this might be an SMU across the board. They have eight games, large sample size, and still one of the best offenses in their conference. So I'm going to have to stick with them. Forrest?
2: Yeah, I think the Mustangs roll easy. Yeah, I got Mustangs. I got uh, SMU winning the game and covering, plus three. Uh, Scotty? SMU can't go
8: against the Pony. All right, well – We've got
0: a it's an across the board SMU pick. Um, I I mean, I'm gonna go with them too. I'm a little curious as to why Tulsa is even a three point favorite right now. I'm guessing potentially some injuries or something like that on on their side. uh so let's go ahead and kick it down to the ACC. Uh, we'll go ahead and lead off with number nine Miami taking on Virginia Tech up in Blacksburg. Uh, Miami comes in six and one, Virginia Tech comes in four and three. Uh, we touched a little bit on Virginia Tech last last episode uh, about Justin Fuente. Uh potentially Reed might have some takes on why he is not a shit coach and it's a Virginia Tech program problem. However, Virginia Tech is favored by two, even though they're coming off of that last second loss, the Liberty. Uh of course the fight in Hugh Freeze's got that W and Hugh Freeze now has a pretty large contract extension due to it. So we'll kick it around the board again. Uh Soren, who you got in this game?
3: I'm gonna take Miami in this game, uh covering and also upsetting Virginia Tech. I don't really consider this an upset at all, but, I mean, I guess technically it is. Uh, once again, Miami's just on a roll this year. Uh, I think that uh, they are doing a lot better than people expected. Um, I forgot, what is what is their head coach's name again? Diaz. Yeah, Manny Diaz. I think that, um, you know, after last year, people were thinking that he wasn't going to be Um, Very good, but uh, he's definitely turned uh, Miami around to a certain extent. So yeah, I'm gonna take Miami for this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta say that uh, you know Derek King, you know, over Tate Martell is definitely uh, the right move at quarterback for for them, Uh, Cody.
7: Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Canes in this one. Virginia Tech kind of screwed themselves last week against Liberty. The fighting freezes, as you say. Yeah, and I, I think it comes back to get them again this week. Miami's gonna roll over Virginia Tech. Chandler,
4: I'm gonna take Miami. Uh, it, it's even crazy to me that Virginia Tech is even a two point favorite here. It just, and Derek King's gonna have a field day. I'm taking the Canes.
1: Um, I, I hate to do this. I have Miami big time. I hate Miami, but you take away the only thing that Virginia Tech has, and that's their stadium atmosphere. Screw you, Justin Fuente. You suck. I have Miami by four TDs. <sighs> James, do you
9: have in this one? I've got Miami by two to three touchdowns, and a blowout win.
5: Yeah, I'm not really sure why Virginia Tech got um, favored in this one. The loss of Bud Foster for Virginia Tech is killing them this year. Um, used to have them consistently in the top five for defense, and this year they're in like the bottom five in every category. Derek King's going to go off. Miami wins.
6: Yeah, I think uh, I think the U takes this one pretty easily. I don't really understand why uh, Virginia Tech's favored in any fashion. Um, they've got blown out. Or lost pretty concisely to UNC last week. Got blown out by Wake Forest and lost to Liberty. So I don't know. The U takes it.
2: I'm going Virginia Tech minus two. I think VT gets a win, three point win. It'll be close. Virginia Tech's not as bad as people think they are. They should have beat Liberty, Um, but I digress. The fighting who freezes live to die another day. But I'm taking VT to cover.
8: I'm going Miami here. Uh, you know, I still hate Justin Fuente for what he did to us in 2015, and I hope he gets fired because of that. So, I'm going Miami. Um,
0: you know, basically what has been around the board. Not really sure why Virginia Tech's favored in this one. Uh, obviously, that means I haven't done too much research into it. But you get that number nine ranking, and you're a two point dog on a attendance. Sp- Smaller attendance-type scale up in Blacksburg. I'm going to go Miami, um, and hopefully they will pull that one out. Uh, okay, so also sticking in the ACC, we've got now newly number two Notre Dame, 7-0, at Boston College, uh, coming in at 5-3. and uh, The Golden Domers are a 13.5-point favorite in this one. Soren, break it down for us.
3: Okay, so... I honestly think that Boston College this year uh, isn't too terrible of a team, actually. Um, So I actually have Boston College covering. Uh, I still think that Notre Dame is going to win, though, but I'm definitely going to... I don't know. This is tough for me because Notre Dame just came off of a really big win against Clemson. Um, But I'm going to go with my gut feeling here and still say that uh, Boston College is going to cover.
7: I hate to do this because I absolutely hate Notre Dame. They're one of my least favorite teams in the whole country. but. I'm gonna roll with uh, Notre Dame covering the spread. I think Ian Book has a good day. They win probably by 14. Barely covering it.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm also going to take Notre Dame here. Uh, for some reason, Boston College always plays these good teams very well. You know, they, they gave Clemson a scare just a few weeks ago. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover.
1: Um, I'm actually taking Boston College in this one, and I'm taking Boston College to cover. I'm going with the upset. Oh, you think they went out right? I think they went out right.
0: Big. I think oh, You get some pretty good odds on Vegas on that one.
1: I, I hope so. Clemson's quarterback was hurt, allegedly. So I'm going to give them the benefit on the doubt of that when, you know, you're playing kind of a beat-up Clemson team. So I think Notre Dame comes in thinking they're Bobby Big Dick and gets caught slipping.
9: I've got Notre Notre Dame by 21.
5: I think I'm going to take Notre Dame on this one too. The defense is too good. They're at the top of the conference pretty much everywhere. And Tyron Williams is unbelievable. He's probably the best running back, maybe second best in the ACC. Um, so I think they were kind of run away with this no post week hangover after beating Clemson.
6: Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, I think you have to go with Notre Dame on this one. I really don't want to, but I also don't think Clemson's that great. Um, you can say what you will, but Trevor Lawrence is kind of, their knight in shining armor. They don't really have anybody without Trevor Lawrence. Obviously you see they struggled week before last and then they lost last week. So you have to take Notre Dame, but I think it's going to be close.
2: I think it's going to be a very close game too. I, I got Notre Dame covering minus thirteen and a half. I think they get a fourteen a fourteen point win. Uh, Boston College is going to be looking really good, though. They're wearing the red bandana uniforms.
8: You know, uh, I think uh, I think Notre Dame pulls this out pretty decisively. They're playing pretty good right now, and uh, also just because I, I hate Boston accents, and Notre Dame has Jesus on their side, so you know, I think that's gonna. I think Notre Dame will win big there.
0: Uh, I'm. I'm kind of on, on the boat of, you know, Notre Dame, yeah, they beat Clemson. Clemson can be kind of, you know, who knows what Clemson really is this year, with especially with that generational talent of Trevor Lawrence being out the last two games. Um, even though DJ, as I like to call him, Ukulele, uh came in as, you know, five-star. It obviously didn't look too hot. Uh, but with that said, it's at BC, Notre Dame's on the road coming off of a huge win. Can they can keep it consistent? I don't know. But I think BC can keep it within 13 and a half. Uh, so, that said, let's head over to the Big Ten. Uh, in our first matchup here, we've got number 23, the uh, Northwestern fighting Darren Rovells at 3-0, and coming in against the Drew Breeses-Purdue Boilermakers at 2-0. and uh, Northwestern favored by 3. Soren?
3: You know, I'm not really too fond of either of these teams. I don't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, I just know that Purdue's mascot is a uh, train, and I think that is absolutely ridiculous. So... Um, I'm going to go with Northwest uh, wow I can't talk Northwestern
0: Purdue does have a have a train as the uh, as the mascot is that you know Lane Train 2.0 No absolutely not That's <laughs> that's like an insult to, to Lane Kiffin and his his brand I, I not know
3: Absolutely yeah. not
8: Yeah their train sucks <laughs> Yeah way better train Cody break this one down for us
7: I can't really break this one down because I don't know much about either one of these teams. So, I'm just going to go with the favorite and this one go with Northwestern. How? Love it. Just
4: take the chalk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to take Purdue here. I'm going to ride my Drew Brees' ship. And okay. I do not care for Darren Rovell. And this is clearly the only reason I'm taking Purdue is that I do not like Darren Rovell, and I am a Drew Brees stan. I'm Drew Brees Purdue. is
3: washed. Let's not. Let's not. Washed, washed, washed.
4: Uh, I have Purdue. David Bell, master class, loading.
1: David Bell is one of the top underrated receivers in the country I feel personally if you have time tune in Masterclass class is gonna put the country on notice I've purdue by 15
9: uh I've got Northwestern by
5: seven all right my turn um let's let's stop slandering northwestern because of Darren Ravel <laughs> Darren Ravel <Rebell, laughs> Darren Ravel went to northeastern he, he did not even go to northwestern so we're just gonna get that out of the way um, no, <laughs> close Northwestern, <enough>. same <laughs> thing, not even in the same state, it's not close, right. same thing. <laughs> My God, no, uh, but no, Northwestern's defense is really good, it's a small sample size, but they've forced the most turnovers in the conference so far. Um, and then outside of that, they're good against the pass, they're good against the run. Um, Purdue's only played two games, I don't really know too much about it, but gotta go, uh, gotta go with Northwestern here.
6: I like to see Northwestern win this one, but I don't know, I think Purdue. Maybe pulls it out. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember Purdue had a pretty big upset. Was it last year with the kid that uh the the kid that had cancer? That, that was, was two like years at the ago. Game. Two years Against ago, Ohio yeah. Ohio State. Ohio State. Um, I mean, I think Purdue does have an, an opportunity to win here, but Northwestern wins and covers.
2: Yeah, I've got Purdue covering plus three, even though Drew Brees is un, is just overrated as can be. And Tom Brady is so much better than Drew Brees. But look for Purdue's uniforms this weekend as hey, well. Boys. Hold on, they're wearing throwback uniforms till their 2000 uh, Big Ten championship season. There's some slick-looking uniforms. Keep an eye out for that too.
8: Honestly, uh, you know you, I obviously don't watch Northwestern or Purdue football, so you obviously just want to take the favorite here. But that video of Darren Rovell running the 40-yard dash just kind of makes me just lean towards Purdue. i got to take Purdue here. Kyle, I don't trust you. Show me some proof that he went to Northeastern, and we'll talk. I, I just I don't believe it. I think he was a Northwestern guy. So I'm taking Purdue here. The 40-yard dash was, was too much for me, man.
5: I bet if you call him out and comment and say, prove that you went to Northeastern, he'd reply to you with a
8: picture of his diploma. Show me a diploma. Show me a He's diploma. He's that kind of That's guy. That's all I want. He's that kind That's of guy. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you can fake a diploma, man. I don't believe it. I'm not sure
0: either on this one, but you know, if Northwestern's ranked 23rd, and we have U-La-La, we have Coastal Carolina, we've got Liberty, we've got all sorts of small teams up in the top 25 this year. I'm 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 going Northwestern. Plus, you know, let's throw in BYU and Cincinnati in there too. So I'm going uh, small teams. Northwestern. Let's cover that. Um, And with that said, we're going to go down to a very surprising winless matchup in the Big Ten. Uh, I think if you asked anybody in the 1990s if in the year 2020 that Penn State and Nebraska would be at least three games into the season and both winless, they would have legitimately called you crazy and you would have gone into an insane asylum. On that note, we've got Penn State 0-3 at
3: Nebraska 0-2. Penn State's favored by three. Soren, who do you have? I'm gonna actually pick Nebraska to upset this game and to cover. Uh, I think that Penn State just came off of a really debilitating loss against what Maryland. Like, who the hell loses to Maryland? Like, I I don't know. But Nexus, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Nebraska to cover and to upset.
7: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Penn State just based solely off talent. Both of these teams are ass, but I know Penn State has more talent than Nebraska. I don't know. I'm
4: just going to go with Penn State.
9: I'm also going to go Penn State. I'm going Nebraska. I'm going with Penn State covering the spread. Um,
5: So, Nebraska has quarterback issues it too. Um, The starter, Martinez, got pulled last week. And um, so, it's once again, an open battle between him and true freshman Luke McCaffrey, younger brother of Christian McCaffrey. If he plays, I don't like Penn State's chances, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to go with Penn State. Plus, their quarterback went to my high school, so I got to go with the uh,
2: sketchy Nittany Lions.
6: Uh, I'm going to say Nebraska by field goal. I just, I really don't like Penn State. Yeah, I
2: got Penn State minus three. Nebraska sucks, and Nebraska wears the Netflix logo on their helmets, so they're losing.
8: So, Penn State, you know, I wanted to pick them. I really did. And then. I saw I thought this would be, you know, a statement win for them. And then I saw that video on Twitter of their offensive lineman, Rashid Walker, humping a Maryland player during a play. Like he pancaked him and then he just started thrusting the man. So, that tells me that Penn State clearly has not changed their ways. They have not learned anything from their past experiences. And so, I'm going to have to go Nebraska here. Did you happen Nebraska to stumble upon ben.
0: that um video when you were browsing through browsers this weekend Um,
8: (laughs) no i didn't see it on browsers i actually saw it on twitter Uh, i haven't seen any football stuff on browsers in a while but uh yeah no it's just on twitter i was just scrolling through my feed one day and i just see a penn state player humping a man live during a football game and so you know i think they're going to go 0-10 now they can't you can't recover from that how do you hump a man during a football game knowing you're on camera that just tells me that.
3: Well, this is well, the
8: thing is that. <laughs> whatever it is, they're going <laughs> oh and whatever.
3: Well, this this is the thing, too, is that, like, how do you hump a man on live TV and then still lose? Like, I how do you. I don't. Look, if you hump the guy, you have to win. That is. You have
8: like, to be up by like 40. They didn't yeah, you have to be, up by, have to be to up by
3: at least two touchdowns to have humiliate
8: to you a on man ride. on live TV. You have to be winning. All right. Um. So with that said,
0: uh, Penn State. Favored by three, Nebraska. Uh, I'm I'm going to lean Nebraska. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Penn State. The fact that they lost to Maryland last week and the fact that they're 0-3 says that they're probably not really in it this season. Not to mention, uh, we did get news today that their redshirt junior running back, Journey Brown, has medically retired from football after being diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Brown had been held out the season as Penn State announced in October that a medical condition was discovered in the offseason. So we want to send some prayers up to State College PA for him. With that said, let's now head down to the Big 12 uh, for the Butt Bowl with Baylor and Texas Tech. We've got Texas Tech coming in as a one and a half point favorite. Baylor's coming in one and four. Texas Tech two and five. Soren, who who you have?
3: I'm gonna go with Tech on this game too. I just Baylor's absolutely. I, I guess Matt Rule was their magic, uh, their magic antidote for actually doing well, and he's gone now. So yeah, Dave Aranda there is just not doing a good job. Uh, I'm definitely going with Tech on this.
7: For some crazy reason.
4: I'm going with Baylor. I'm going to go Tech. Um, I really wish we had the chance to play Baylor this year because I think we would have beat the crap out of them. They're just not a good team this year. Five, Baylor winning.
9: Uh, I think Baylor's looking for the first win. I got them by three.
4: Baylor has a win.
5: Uh, (laughs) um, Texas Tech's defense is non-existent. Like most of the Big 12, but they're just absolutely terrible. And um, Baylor has a pretty good passing defense. So, and that's what Texas Tech does. They've also had um, a quarterback controversy issue, um, kind of like us last year, and that never rubs well with me. So, I'm going to go with Baylor.
6: Yeah. Like early on in the year, I saw a lot of promising stuff from Texas Tech. You know, they really closed against Texas, uh, went it overtime. But I think
2: Baylor has it, this one. Uh, a bear would kill a Red Raider, so I'm going Baylor plus one and a half. They're going to win. I'm going Texas
8: Tech here. Uh, Baylor, we would have beat the shit out of you. You guys dodged that game. You got out of it. Uh, I'm going Texas Tech by 21 here. I think Baylor sucks. I hate Baylor. Man.
3: Jesus Christ.
8: Just not a fan of that. Not a fan of that place. Fake, fake Texas school. Fake, fake Texas school. Not a real one. I feel like nice in stadium, the- though.
0: In the offseason, we'll have to get into the fact of if Baylor should have been in the Big 12 or not over other teams with you, probably. Uh, With that said, I'm going to lean Texas Tech in this one. Baylor's had a few cancellations, postponements, whatever. Um, Texas Tech, that's a toss-up, but I think that they'll pull that one out. Um, So We'll now head out to Pac-12, and we'll go to number 11, Oregon, at... Mike Leach's former squad, the Washington State Cougars, both come in 1-0. Uh, Oregon is a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, Soren, who you have in this one?
3: Um, I think that Oregon just came off of a pretty decent win against Stanford. And so I think that they're um, – I don't know. I, I I just think that because Moorhead is there too, which I had stated last podcast that I like Moorhead uh, now that he's gone from state, um, I, I just – I have a gut feeling that uh, Oregon is going to um, – Went out this game and cover.
7: I'm rolling with Oregon big in this one. I would roll with them even bigger if Mike Leach was there because simply because he cannot coach in big games like this. Um, but yeah, I got Oregon big by at least 20.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go with Soren and Cody. Maybe not Oregon by 20, but uh, I definitely like Oregon to cover the spread here. Um, I think Moorhead will have a pretty good day with that offense.
1: I have Oregon covering the spread and everything. I've got
9: Oregon. I've got Oregon 20-plus.
5: Um, I'm going to go with Oregon. Um, Washington State had 32 guys out last week, um, including their running back, who's not supposed to come back this week. So I'm going to have to stick with Oregon. I will say something I noted on this. Um, Washington State won four of the last five against Oregon, all under Mike Leach. That shocked me.
6: Yeah, I, I got to say same as Kyle. Uh, Washington State, all those injuries and outs. So – Oregon takes it covers spread
2: so I talked to Reverend 77 he had an epiphany epiphany he told me to pick Oregon to cover minus 10 and a half. they're going to win the game as well go doc all right well we lost Scotty's connection
0: um I'm gonna go Oregon by ten and a half. I don't really have any analysis on that but that's just the gut feel so let's try with the ducks um Leaving the Pac-12, we're finally getting into our final three SEC games. Uh, obviously, we've had a, quite a few postponements. I think four games total. Uh, so with that said, we've got some really marquee matchups coming up. Uh, we've got Vanderbilt at Kentucky. And we've got Vanderbilt, obviously 0-5, Kentucky 2-4, and 4, and Kentucky's favored by 17. Who you got?
3: So, I know Vanderbilt is on five, and everyone likes to say they're trash. But Kentucky's offense these past couple of games has just been really like stalling badly. They just really haven't been able to put up points at all. Um, so, I'm actually going to pick Vanderbilt to cover, uh, but I still think that Kentucky's going to win.
7: Yeah, I think the same. I think uh, I don't think Kentucky scores very much. I don't think Vanderbilt. A lot, a scores very much either. I think it's probably more like a 17 7, 17 3 type game. Vanderbilt covers.
4: I'm going to take Vanderbilt. I think this is going to be a snooze fest just because both offenses are very stale. Um, looking at this, Joey Gatewood, he was awful last week against uh, Georgia. I mean, he, let's see, 91 passing yards on 25 attempts. He sounds like KJ Costello. So I'm taking Vanderbilt to cover. Oh, um.
1: I'm taking Kentucky. If y'all didn't learn last week, Vanderbilt is absolutely just ass. They couldn't even beat Mississippi State, so I'm going Kentucky.
9: I've got Kentucky covering the spread. Um, I'm gonna
5: take Kentucky. Um, they're another team, even though they have quarterback issues again. Um, Stoops said he doesn't know who he's going to start yet. Um, whoever gives them the best chance to win, I believe, is what he said. And then, um. I'm kind of curious if this game even happens. Vanderbilt's having more COVID issues. Um, Kentucky said they have three staff, offensive staff members that won't be available. He didn't say whether it was COVID-related, but they do have COVID issues, he did mention. So we'll find out tomorrow or Friday, I guess, if this game happens. But, yeah, Kentucky overall, that defense is too good. Vanderbilt's not going to be able to score much.
6: Basically, I think this game, is Vanderbilt versus Kentucky, is the dog shit versus the trash of the SEC. Um, it's going to be a very slow, stale game. I don't see either team beating uh either team covering the spread or fuck I think Kentucky wins but I don't think uh I think Vanderbilt covers the spread just based off the fact that nobody neither team can really get anything going offensively
2: This is the we lost to Old Miss bowl so I'm going Kentucky minus 17 and pretty easily I agree with
0: that I I also think that with as bad as mississippi states look this year the fact that it was still a fairly close game between vanderbilt and state 24 17 something like that um i'm gonna lean kentucky i mean they were at least able to put up 41 against us i know our defense not necessarily anything special but i'm gonna go kentucky covering by 17. all right so next up we've got arkansas coming in three and three at number six florida who's four and one uh florida's
3: favored by 17 and a half uh soren what do you think? Um, well, Florida just beat the absolute dog shit out of Georgia, and I hate Georgia. So good for them. I want to congratulate them, uh, them on that win. But uh, I definitely think that Florida is going to cover and win, and yeah, it's it's not going to be a close game in my opinion.
7: I agree with that 100%. I think Florida is coming off that big win against Georgia. They're riding high. Uh, I think they build off that, continue to dominate, beat – to uh, Arkansas convincingly. I'm
4: going to, yeah, I'm going to take Florida here. I think uh, Felipe Frank's revenge game does not go well and that uh, Arkansas gets chomped on pretty well, and I'm taking Florida to cover.
1: Um, as hard as this is, I have Florida win. Felipe Frank's is in a boot right now, so I doubt he's even playing. And that quarterback rematch, Felipe, is not good. I have Florida big. Uh,
9: yeah, after the big game against Georgia last week, I think Florida beats them 20 plus a blowout win
5: um i'm gonna take arkansas with this one um kyle pitts is still questionable arkansas is extremely good against the pass, which is what florida does best and they also force the most turnovers in the sec um so i'm gonna take arkansas the key if, if florida does cover it's gonna be because they keep it on the ground a little more Um uh, damian pierce get get a little more touches they've done that more the last two weeks against missouri and georgia but Arkansas six and 0 against the spread so far this year, so I'm riding until they lose.
6: Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to see Arkansas win this one just because uh, I'm a born and bred Georgia fan, so I really hate Florida. I've always hated Florida. But I think, honestly, if you're looking at it by the numbers, Florida's just going to wipe the wipe the field all over Arkansas.
2: Yeah, I've got the Gators minus 17.5. Give me Kyle Trask and the Florida Gators. I'm going to think Arkansas is going to at least cover the
0: 17.5. gut got feel 17.5 a is a lot of points. Arkansas looks looked pretty good this year. Or at least decently good this year. With that said, we're going to get into obviously our game of the week uh, as we host South Carolina. Coming in two and four, we're two and four. Same time, we're favored by eleven. It's uh, soren What
3: do you think? You know, I love my Rebs, man. So I'm going to go with Ole Miss um, winning outright and uh, and covering and everything. I I just I don't see South Carolina with their QB issues and, and everything that's going on with them. I just I don't see them really competing actually to be honest with you I think that this will be a good statement win for us and I think that'll give us a lot of confidence going into next week against a so
7: uh I agree with that 100% I think our defense actually will be serviceable this week they got a lot of quarterback issues they don't even know who they're starting I don't I believe uh I think Matt Corral has a big day and I think I think Ole Miss wins pretty convincingly this week and definitely covers the 11 point spread
4: yeah I agree um I think Matt's going to have a fantastic day. Uh, you know, like Cody said, they they don't even know who's going to start. Uh, I, I feel like Lane's going to have us pretty prepared. Um, I like Ole Miss by three touchdowns in this game. Um, this week,
1: even though I'm not playing, it's kind of personal for me. Uh, my one day as a USC student was one of the worst days I've ever had. I have the Rebs letting their nuts hang and we're putting a 50-piece on them. You know,
9: after after uh, last week, I think that that offense found their swagger. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a really good game. I think it's going to be a blowout win. Go Rebs.
5: Um, yeah, I want to take – I'm going to take South Carolina. Um, our defense is very bad against the run, and Kevin Harris is putting up almost 100 yards a game. Um, the key is going to be making sure we score early, making sure we score fast. If it's a shootout – I do like our chances to cover the spread. Um, it gets the ball out of Harris's hands and forces them to throw. They're the worst throwing offense in the SEC. So um, it's going to kind of depend, I think, on who plays for quarterback for them. But I'll take South Carolina for now for the points.
6: I'd like to see Ole Miss win this one. Uh, I think we cover the spread, mainly based off the fact that uh, last week, South Carolina lost to A&M 48 to 3, which is just awful. And they also lost to LSU. And we all know LSU has been having a pretty rough season. So. Based off the fact how well we performed against uh, Vanderbilt, I like to see us win and cover the spread.
2: I just want to thank South Carolina for that wonderful ID photo of Reed. So I'm going to take the Cox plus eleven against the Rebs.
0: I've, I'm going to agree with Kyle and Randy. Um, I, after seeing that game in 2018 with them coming back close, we're not finishing it out. Plus, we still have a little question mark at defense. Coach Booms' seat's extremely hot. You know they've got to be fired up to you know keep it close at least you know trying to at least win it um I think South Carolina could potentially do something in the fourth quarter that gets them within that 11 so I'm gonna take South Carolina to cover but I think obviously Ole Miss wins this game all right and so because this is a special weekend where we have the Masters being played this November um we're just gonna do a quick little around the horn for who we think is gonna
3: take it home this weekend uh, um, I was forcibly told to say Tiger Woods, so I'm going to say Tiger Woods. Uh,
7: <laughs> I know nothing about golf, but I always go with Justin Thomas, so I'm going with Justin Thomas to win it.
4: Fraud. I'm going with Mr. Longhair himself, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, I think his hair alone will carry him to a victory in Augusta, and you cannot convince me otherwise.
6: Yeah, so uh, I love to say Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, my favorite golfer, but he's just been playing a lot of really bad golf ever since. Uh, he. Almost some form of Georgia fan, Uh, Georgia sports, away the Masters in, uh, I think it was 2017. So, and I really hate Bryson DeDouche, Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He's just, his stupid hats. I really don't like him as a person. I think the science of golf is really stupid. Um, So I think overall... I like Justin Thomas or Brooks Koepka.
2: I like <clears throat> I like DeChambeau. Um, I know he's the favorite. I believe I'm going John Rahm. He's just really good off the tee, and you need that in Augusta.
5: Are we not going to mention that Soren just found out what the Masters were tonight?
2: <laughs> I'll toss in Tiger as well. I At least know what the Masters is though.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to beat this guy. Whoever's black, man. <laughs> I don't want to win. I don't watch golf. Tiger Woods? I, guess, I don't consider Tiger Woods black. I mean, he has the whole label thing going for him, so I guess we're going with the Tony guy.
7: James, do you have any picks this weekend? He said John I'm, Bailey.
0: I'm going to go Justin Thomas. Uh, the fact that Alabama's not on TV for him to watch, he's going to be focused, so why not take another one home? Uh, so that'll wrap up the freshwater locks from the tout box. And with that said, let's jump into the fresh bait with this uh, one voicemail regarding our caking situation this weekend.
3: Yes, hello, Bad Chuck. I was calling to ask about the lane kicking situation for weekend, and I wanted to see if uh, if we were going to actually be pl- making Luke Logan kick the PAT this weekend or a different guy.
0: So, will we have Luke Logan? Kicking field goals, or are we going someone else this weekend?
4: I'd like to see the guy that left the voicemail try and kick some. Anything's better than Luke.
6: I heard rumors that they held open tryouts for kickers, uh, practice like this week. I don't know. There's no, you know, no validity to those rumors, but I would like to see maybe, uh, John Rice Plumley out there, you know, bombing it from 40 yards. I don't know. Is that a new spot for John Rice Plumley in the Ole Miss, uh, could he be special teams? You know, I know Matt Corral's been doing some punting. So, know. hell, let, uh, let a lineman get out there and try to knock it through. I think anything's better than Luke Logan, you know?
2: Randy, you had a little surprise look on your face. What do you think? Uh, I was going to say John Rice Plumley as well. I was shocked when you said that Matt Corral had been punting a little bit. Um, I'd rather my actual good quarterback not hurt himself doing stupid shit like punting the football. Leave that up for someone else. The... Quarterback who doesn't know how to throw a football more than 15 yards, he can kick. Um, sorry that he's fast. Sorry that he's from Mississippi. He's not a quarterback. He sucks. So let him kick the ball.
3: You're just a John Rice hater.
2: I'm a John Rice, Matt Luke hater, uh, Hugh Freeze hater. I hate everybody. So screw them all. John Rice, my sister can throw further than you can. I could throw further than he can with my right arm, and I'm left-handed. Doubt it. So, oh, you're no. left-handed? Yes, that's what's wrong am Oh, on. you're oh, one
7: man. of those left-handed freaks.
2: Oh, that's... Uh... That's a bad
6: look for Randy, left-handed. Mm. Yikes! Um,
5: did anyone see that there was like he was holding like a try, not a tryout, but like trying to see maybe switch kickers? Or did I make that up? I swear yeah, I read I something at Lane too. Kiffin. That's what, was,
6: yeah, that's what I was saying. Was they? I heard there was they were having tryouts for kickers. I, I read crack. that too.
5: Like someone else, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious now to see if Luke Logan doesn't get the first kick this weekend.
9: I think it's gonna be the Land Gebhardt, dude. He's our,
4: our backup kicker.
9: He's a
5: freshman like from four? Jackson.
4: We got like three or
9: four, yeah.
5: There's got to be someone better than Luke Logan.
4: You're telling me we have three or four kickers, and we're letting the guy that kicks with a 60-degree wedge kick freaking field goals.
3: Yeah, basically. And, Sweet. and, and we've Sweet. done this for how many years?
4: That's why That's why line doesn't kick well, anymore.
3: two of these guys are
9: freshmen, and then one was on here last year. Casey Griffin, dude, was on the team last year. He came from JUCO, and then you got two freshmen that came in in the last class.
3: Look, man, I don't care if you're in eighth grade; you can probably kick better or better than him. So, I mean, put him out there, try. All
0: right. So the quote from Lane Kiffin this week, uh, basically two days ago, came out that he said, "We let both guys kick and kind of opened it up. It's been a kicker issue, not protection. We've just got to do a better job." So, with that said, does it sound like he's pretty much over Luke Logan if there's any even potential of us kicking a field goal, we're not.
7: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think he's, I think I think so. he's been over Luke Logan this whole time, and he's just now so pissed that he's finally letting it out.
5: I'm glad he got over him
4: faster than Matt Luke did. Yeah, I think his egg bowl tweet still stands. I think he still laughs about that, so that's why we don't see him very often.
6: Do we think that it's a? Uh, do you think? Do we think that Lane Kiffin possibly hates all Sigma Cogs? Is that a possibility?
4: Hopefully, that's
0: that's what I was gonna say. It was was. Luke Logan not including Ole Miss football in his Twitter bio a foresight for the fact that he knew he was just a Sigma Chi. He's he's actually not even associated with the football team.
3: No, I mean I, I think they I, I, I want well, to I think it's a I
6: think it's a great take. Is does he finally figure out that Luke Logan's spending more time at the Sigma Chi house than he is uh, in the weight room? You know, Lane Kiffin's a big proponent of uh, grinding it out, and Luke Logan's been at the hanging out. You know, on the square with his Sigma Chi buddies. Maybe Luke, uh, maybe Lane and just hates Sigma Chi.
5: I do want to congratulate all of you here tonight for having more rushing yards than Luke Logan this year. I know we all tried hard. We got to the weight room.
4: Not to mention we all probably have faster 40s. That's a given. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up episode four of The Bait Shack. Be sure to tune in Monday night at 8 p.m. as we recap the South Carolina game. And as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheBaitShack underscore, and also to follow and subscribe on Spotify and iTunes by searching for The Bait Be sure to also give us a five-star review. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Hotty toddy and go Rebs.